Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on WLIWFM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on The Heart of the East End. Live in the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, I'm Gianna Volpe with local news on Long Island's only NPR radio station. New York state education leaders yesterday named a 64-member panel, including school superintendents, teachers, parents, and others, to advise on what is shaping up as potentially the biggest transformation of high school graduation standards in a quarter century. Described as a blue-ribbon commission, the advisory group is scheduled to start meeting monthly this fall to review the state's complex diploma requirements. The panel is supposed to turn in a final report with recommendations by summer 2024. John Hildebrand reports on Newsday.com that at least eight Long Islanders have been appointed. State Education Department staffers said the advisory commission reflects New York's racial and ethnic diversity in that its membership is 53% white, 19% Hispanic, 16% black, 6% multiracial, 3% Asian, and 3% Native American. The group includes 13 experts on helping students with disabilities, 11 school superintendents, 10 principals, 8 classroom teachers, 4 business representatives, and 3 parents, among others. State Education Commissioner Betty A. Rosa and other officials said their new advisors will help identify the skills and knowledge needed by high school graduates graduates to succeed in the 21st century. Another focus will be to find equivalent pathways to diplomas for students now struggling to pass state regents exams. Rosa, who announced the appointments Tuesday, called formation of the commission a significant milestone in our efforts to review the state's current graduation measures. Dia Bryant, executive director of the Education Trust New York, who was among those named to the state commission Tuesday, said she was honored and looking forward to help come up with graduation standards, ensuring all students would leave high school prepared for the brightest possible future. The Manhattan-based Trust is a research and advocacy group and a leader of a statewide coalition pushing for rigorous standards. In county news, Suffolk County's government website and online services have been offline since last Thursday, September 8th, when county personnel detected a cyber attack. Brendan J. O'Reilly reports on 27East.com that the county disabled all its web-based services, including its geographic information system, while the source and the extent of the attack is investigated. Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone, joined by county officials and outside cybersecurity expert, uh, announced during a press conference yesterday that a rudimentary landing page is now online at SuffolkCountyNY.gov to provide information in the meantime. The county's information technology team and cybersecurity team took aggressive steps to safely identify the source of the intrusion to eradicate it and safely restore the county's systems, according to Ballone. Quote, we have detected malware and uh, that it has the hallmarks of ransomware, but the investigation at this point has not concluded this is a ransomware incident, he said, noting the investigation is still in its early stages. While our internal process may be a little different, residents can expect the same services they rely on. 
Since the discovery of Suffolk's cyber intrusion, 911 has been unaffected and the county has partnered with New York State Police to ensure continuity of services. This includes Ballone explained arrest processing, including fingerprinting, taking place at state police barracks. State police are also running license plate, vehicle identification number, and warrant checks during traffic stops. Looking at the real estate market, Long Island home prices in August dipped below record highs set earlier in the summer, but the number of homes on the market also declined, suggesting the market may remain in sellers' favor in the fall. Jonathan LaMancha reports on Newsday.com that the median sale price in Suffolk went for uh, $565,000 or $10,000 less than the record price set in July. The median increased 6.6% compared with the previous year. While prices continued to appreciate compared with 2021, the rate of appreciation in both NASA and Suffolk was the lowest it has been since July 2020, when the end of the first wave of the pandemic ushered in a real estate boom. Quote, we're seeing what appears to be a slight downturn, excuse me, downtown in sales price. That's Jim Spear, CEO of One Key MLS in both Nassau and Suffolk. It's the third straight month we've seen a bit of a decline in the contracted sales price. So that leads me to believe it's a bit more than just the seasonality. I have noticed that uh, the houses I've been looking at have all recently taken a 10% dip in price. Uh, Significantly higher mortgage rates have made purchases more expensive for Long Islanders, which has curbed sales. The average rate for a 30-year fixed mortgage was 5.22% in August compared with 2.84% a year ago. The average has since increased to 5.89% as of September 8th, according to mortgage giant Freddie Mac. And finally, the Brookhaven Town Redistricting Committee said yesterday it would hold no more meetings after reaching an impasse over proposals for new town council district maps. The eight-member committee faced a Thursday deadline to recommend a map to the town board, which must adopt new council district lines by December 15th. Carl McGowan reporting on Newsday.com that in a letter Read by Brookhaven Town Clerk Donna Lent at a town board meeting Tuesday afternoon, Republican Redistricting Committee co-chair Ali Nazir said he and Democratic co-chair Rabia Aziz had spoken earlier in the day and agreed further, further meetings would be fruitless. Quote, unfortunately, we were not able to reach a compromise, Nazir wrote. As a result, we'll be unable to complete our mission and submit a redistricting plan. The announcement followed an often tense Monday night meeting at which the committee rejected three proposed maps. A Republican map failed five to three, falling one vote short of the six votes required for approval. Two maps favored by Democrats failed by three to five votes. Residents and community leaders had complained that the reapportionment process was flawed, citing online maps that were difficult to read and that would divide some hamlets while keeping some minority communities split among three or more districts. Brookhaven Town Supervisor Edward P. Romaine said yesterday he planned to meet with town council members this week to discuss their districts. Republicans hold a 6-1 town board majority. The town board set a 5 p.m. public hearing on September 29th to consider reapportionment plans. Romaine said he hoped to have proposed maps ready for public review by next week. Looking at the weather in Sag Harbor in honor of our first guest, Minerva Perez, and the kicking off of the 19th annual Latino Film Fest of the Hamptons at Sag Harbor Cinema tomorrow. 
uh, looking like a sunny Wednesday with a high near 78 degrees. West wind 9 to 15 miles per hour tonight, mostly clear with a low around 60 degrees. West wind 5 to 9 miles per hour. Right now, it's a lovely 67 degrees. Gosh, I love when uh, the storms just (laughs) take all the weather right out of here and leave us with nice sunny skies. It looks like I've got, uh, um, you know, a great... It's a great, <laughs> great playlist, music from all decades and genres, as always. So what else is new with the first track by Cody Jinks? Well, this playlist. We love to make brand new playlists for you every morning right here on the Heart of the East End on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, Caitlin Butts and Ella Jane on deck before Ella Fitzgerald. And then we've got some tracks from the award-winning film Encanto, Uh, which is actually screening for free at West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center this weekend. So uh, definitely check out Ola Eastern Long Island's uh, website or the uh, West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center website, whbpac.org, if you would like to see the film this Sunday, I believe it is. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Cody Jinks. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, W-L-I-W-F-M. California's still on fire and it don't rain no more in Texas. There's a few less ice caps way up north of here. Mother Russia stays pissed off. Yeah, she got some big old bombs. Still throwing around her weight after all these years Yeah, the price of gasoline is enough to make you scream Yeah, the cost of living goes up and the pay goes down I don't care what's right or left, y'all, I'm just out here with the rest Middle class, that still means broke to me What else is new? I'm telling you All the trouble a blue-collared man is going through All the problems facing our great nation So to hell with all those bringing that bad news down Yeah, the politicians will never know How to let their egos go No, they could not give two dams about you and me Yeah, but they still got their pensions With some tactics they'd rather not mention That's the price we pay for them living free What else is new, I'm telling you the trouble a blue-collared man is going through We don't let no bad news hang around It's the same old situation All the problems facing our great nation So to hell with all those bringing that bad news down
Tucking the Ellas in my back pocket, Ella Jane and Ella Fitzgerald to hop ahead to Stephanie Beatrice and Diane Guerrero. Excuse me. Uh, what else can I do from Encanto? If you haven't seen this Academy Award winning film, you can see it this Sunday uh, as the final film, I believe, of the 19th annual Latino Film Fest Festival of the Hamptons at the West Hampton uh, Beach Performing Arts Center. It's fantastic, um, and I don't need an Academy Award to tell me that, though it did win Best Animated Feature and was nominated for others, so it has won tons of awards. Uh, this track, what do I say? It is about growing past um, the idea of of needing to achieve perfection. So that's what we'll say about it. We'll play it for you. Minerva Perez joining us for the uh, Wednesday Works segment underwritten by Robert James Salon as we approach the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour, just after midnight if you're listening to the replay here on the heart of the East End on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. I just made something unexpected Something sharp Something new it's not symmetrical or perfect, but it's beautiful, and it's mine. What else can I do? Bring it in, bring it in. Good job. Bring it in, bring it in. Bring it in, bring it in. Bring it in, bring it in. I grow rows and rows of roses. Flor de Mayo, by the Mayo. I make perfect practiced poses. So much hides behind.
so many great songs in that film. Uh, so many great people, part of Ola of Eastern Long Island, of course. We've got Executive Director uh, Minerva Perez joining us here on The Heart. Welcome back to the program, Minerva. Oh, thank you so much, Gianna. Good morning. Good morning to everyone. It's wonderful to be here. So 19 years of the Latino Film Festival of the Hamptons and 20 years of Ola itself. Let's talk about this year's um, festival, but also the last two decades of Ola of Eastern Long Island. We are in a, a really good spot. I mean, meaning this community, uh, we have tremendous support and uh, we're getting a lot of work done and we're seeing motion forward always or we probably wouldn't be doing this work. Uh, so our team is, is phenomenal and uh, we've got just a great bunch of humans uh, that we get to work with. And then all the collaborations that we do. And the film festival is certainly an example of some pretty fabulous collaborations. So we've got, I mean, you guys have been at Parish Art Museum for years, but now three years at Sag Harbor Cinema, where things are going to be kicking off on uh, tomorrow. Exactly, exactly. So um, chronologically, well, starting with Sag Harbor Cinema, uh, which is also a great, great partnership, wonderful team there, uh, we are mm, showing Silent Beauty first. So that is a documentary, and we are bringing in a uh, Mexican-American director who is also featuring herself in this very brave uh, documentary. Her name is Jasmine Lopez, and we're also going to be flying her in from L.A. Oh, my God. So she can introduce the film herself and um, lead a Q&A after the film. How cool is that? And also, to, to make that all work, um, uh, I had a, a wonderful collaboration with the church uh, to, to make sure that I could sort of support having uh, Jasmine stay right here in Sag Harbor because the film is, uh, it's a wonderful journey. It, it leads to hope and to some light, uh, but it's a difficult, it's a difficult film. Uh, so to have her so close to the theater, so right afterwards she could, you know, walk back to a space and, and relax. And what can you share, what can you share about, so, yeah. about uh, Yasmin's story that, um, that we could share before the film? So as um, as a child, uh, her uh, a family member um, abused her uh, mm. sexually, and so this is something that she is came to terms with, and then she brought it to her family. And uh, this film is kind of documenting in a I don't know in a very loving kind of understanding, but really really direct and honest way, their response to this and right. how difficult it was for them to either admit it or come to terms with it. And, uh, and it's interesting because, you know, this is something that we as, as humans, uh, not in the Latino community only, um, we experience what it's like when family members just want to kind of push something under the rug, right. uh, whatever it might be. It could be alcoholism. It could be whatever it is. But in this particular case, this uh, woman, Jasmine, um, really kind of shows uh, and pulls back all the veils and really just sort of shows what it's like to go there have those honest conversations and come out the other side of that, yes. uh, which is still not easy. Uh, yes. But the fact is that she's doing it, and it's a great, uh, it's a great story for us to see uh, in in all regards. Yes. Uh, whether we're the one in three who've been affected ourselves, or we're the folks who are uh, the supporting friends, the family members that still don't know what to do or how to believe. Um, this film is extremely important. A powerful but important start. <laughs> I'm to sorry. It's all right. Sorry, one second. <laughs> We'll just say hi. They just want to say hi. 
They just want to say hi. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. okay. So, so a powerful but important <laughs> start to the film festival. Uh, it looks like King of yeah. All the World screening on Friday at Parish. Uh, what can you tell us about mm-hmm. about this one? Sure. Well, that's going to be an inside screening. We had done outside screening last year, which was beautiful, but it's been shifted inside. And this film is by the renowned Carlos Saura from Spain. Uh, and what's also very exciting, the DP, the director of photography, is Vittorio Storaro, who is uh, the same person who did Apocalypse Now. Right. Um, the, the, the photography is just phenomenal, and the story is wonderful. But it's a um, story told through music and through dance, and, um, and it's uh, very engaging and gorgeous and moving, um, and so it's sort of where Spain meets Mexico. I mean, he's a, a Spaniard, but the storyline kind of takes us through um, modern-day Mexico and um, and different sto- you know different storylines within that. But it's absolutely gorgeous, and people are going to love it. You know, it's cool. And we're going to do our we always do our reception at six o'clock, right? And also our bilingual tour of the. Uh, current exhibit right now. So we're going to do that as well. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I also love the interplay, you know, uh, Costa Rica, not far from Colombia. So you've got uh, Clara Sola on um, Mm -hmm. Saturday, and then you have Encanto on Sunday. So let's let's start with Mm -hmm. uh, Clara Sola. Yeah, sure. So Clara Sola is, um, and these films that we have right now, by the way, they're all really brand new and, and we're excited that we could secure them because it's not it's not that easy. It takes it takes a while. This is yeah. uh, many many months, almost a year, certainly in 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 kind of looking at the films, talking about the films, and then finally when we decide on these films, it's sometimes it's difficult to get a hold of them. But we were really lucky. How and does it work? Is still presented. How does oh, it How okay. does it work? Um, uh, well, we to to secure rights for films because I, I I know it just from an outsider and and sort of looking at. Uh, putting these things together, uh, I hear it's mm-hmm. it's such a hard process. What does it actually involve? Sure. Well, our process, you know, we try to make sure we have sort of an open door so that for filmmakers that want to be able to get us a film uh, or at least a trailer of a film to see and decide if we want to see the rest of the film and make a decision about it or at least include it in, in the consideration. Right. Um, we have something called Film Freeway that we keep open and that's an open call to all filmmakers internationally. And we get, even though I say very specifically Spanish-language films with English subtitles, right. I get a lot of films in Farsi, a lot of films from Iran, which I almost feel like I should be doing an Iranian film festival at this point because they're amazing. <laughs> they're really amazing films. But um, we keep that door open, so we get films that way. Uh, then we also uh, have filmmakers that we've worked with in the past, so we will reach out to them reach out to us uh, to let us know what they're working on now. Um, we also are just scouring the earth uh, from other film festivals or to see what filmmakers have been out there and what are they doing now, and then we do some deep research. We have members of our board and other members of our, um, our organization working on it, and then also just lovers that yes. we engage with and say, you know, take a look at these films. What do you think about these films? So we have, you know, a very kind of ad hoc film selection committee, uh, but then it kind of comes down to what is going to be available to us if they will want to let us show the film, because right. Clara Sola, uh, we're very lucky that uh, Julia, um, who's the, the fabulous art director she, of Sagar Cinema, so was going to be showing that, featuring it on her own, and she yes. kind of said, you know what, I really know that you love this film and you want to you do this for the festival. She's like, you know, please, yes. please, you, you show it for the festival, uh, but it's not easy. <laughs> right. 
You know, and 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 what a gift, yeah. what what a gift it is to have Julia at Sag Harbor Cinema. The the events mm-hmm. that they hold there, the screenings, uh, really second mm-hmm. to none. All right, and so now yeah. we're we're ending on on Sunday. Um, very excited. It's uh, the first time I'm I'm I said no to a work <laughs> thing. I I, I I was supposed to be working, and I actually got back and I said, "Listen, I know this is horrible and terrible, uh, but I'm not going to be able to work because I, I I've been planning to bring a harmony and have it be her first. She watches Encanto every day, uh, sometimes sometimes <laughs> twice, great. and her cousins actually uh-huh. they were watching her and. The uh, one of the cousins ended up getting a Mirabelle and Antonio uh, like action figure yesterday because they love it. This is a phenomenal <laughs> film. I mean, we we you're not supposed to to say things like so editorially uh, so many times, but uh, I don't see how you could not if you've seen Encanto. It's going to be cool though because this will be all Spanish language, right? Uh, rather than than the mix mm-hmm. that is in the English version, right? Yes, Spanish language and then the um, subtitles in English, which is great because the film has been out. So it it is a film that is loved by so many. So the words to the songs, the the storyline, even the words that people are saying, so many folks do know what's going on. So it's going to be great to hear Spanish language um, and and be able to follow along uh, pretty easily. So we're super excited about that. And then directly after that, we're going to have a local band, which is Quinto, uh, Quintaro Ecuador, um, they are going to be playing uh, right afterward, even though the film I know is from Colombia, yes. but, um, but they're a local band that we wanted to give some space to and just some live music. And then after that, um, if there are some brave souls, which I think we have a couple of them, they're going to be competing in a little singing con- competition uh, to win some great prizes that, uh, that West Hampton Beach Performing Arts is going to be offering, and by the way, that team is also just a phenomenal partner. Working with Julianne um, Boone, yes. Penza, um, my Penza gosh, Boone. and the whole team. They're yes. just frank over there. They're great. They're really, they really are. great. So it's a beautiful space. We have, you know, we have uh, almost about 200 tickets sold, which is, you know, a, a big deal. Uh, it's a big space, and it can handle a lot more than that. But, um, but it's, so it's not going to be packed. It's just uh, it's you know a little bit a little bit more than halfway, yeah. so um, people don't have to worry about being you know too packed too, in. Too but close. it's nice because it's gonna have a great community feel to it. Everyone's going to be there. The energy is going to be fabulous. Big space, great great technical team there as well as everyone else. Uh, Ola of EasternLongIsland.org. If you want to get tickets, I know the Encanto uh, screening is free. So, so join the fun. I know we're already over time, but Minerva, I have to find out a little bit more about Youth Connect because I know that that's something that you guys are putting together. Yes, mm-hmm. and exactly. And today we're having a, a meeting with East Hampton School District. We're rolling out Youth Connect, which is um, a an offering that oh, an initiative that Ola has pulled together after years of kind of studying some of the need around adolescent access to mental emotional health care. And so we are going to be releasing a team um, that is a team of crisis counselors available on the phone by text, by, by speaking, by email. Um, and this is going to be available from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. We're starting off seven days a week. We're going to see how it goes. 
this is just a living um, initiative, and it's going to be able to work with teens in middle school or high school uh, in whatever capacity they need us to support or guide or give information to. And most critically in there, in the mix, is really us understanding what the school districts, um, what their structures are, how they prefer to work, what they have as strengths, what they have that we can possibly augment, um, and working within each of those. So we are not some national hotline. Uh, this is not all focused on extreme and acute crisis or suicide, suicidal ideation, although we're prepared because the right. same team that I have doing this work is coming right out of our project uh, team, which has been you know, a FEMA-funded state initiative for mental and emotional health support for everyone in our community. So we're just tailoring this offering to adolescents and we're also going to be working in community with parents. We're going to be working in the schools. We're going to be working with houses of faith. All, all the areas that, that touch um, the, the life of a youth that could either support or not support um, what they're going through. And we want to see all those linkages get stronger and stronger by this dedicated Beautiful. work. Beautiful. Fantastic stuff, as always. The one and only Minerva Perez of Olav Eastern Long Island. Again, folks, if you'd like to get involved, see some of the films from the 19th Annual Latino Film Fest of the Hamptons this weekend, starting tomorrow, really, go to olaofeasternlongisland.org, uh, leading out with Academy Award-nominated song, Dos Orguitas, Sebastian Yatra from the Encanto soundtrack. I've got one more Encanto song uh, waiting on a miracle on deck after that. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Minerva Perez. This is Sebastian Yatra. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the Wednesday Works segment underwritten by Robert James Salon on Long Island's only NPR radio station. Enamoradas Pasan sus noches Y madrugadas Llenas de hambre Siguen andando Y navegando un mundo Que cambia y sigue cambiando Navegando un mundo Que cambia y sigue cambiando Dos oruquitas Paran el viento se abraza con sentimiento, siguen creciendo, no saben cuándo buscar algún rincón. El tiempo sigue cambiando, inseparables son, y el tiempo sigue cambiando. Ay, oruguitas, no se aguanten más, hay que crecer aparte y volver. Hacia adelante seguirás, vienen milagros, vienen crisálidas, hay que partir y construir su propio futuro. Ay, oruguitas, no se aguanten más, hay que crecer aparte y volver. Hacia adelante seguirás, vienen milagros, vienen crisálidas, hay que partir. Y construir su propio futuro
Chiquititas, desorientadas, en dos capullos, bien abrigadas, con sueños nuevos, ya solo falta hacer lo necesario en el mundo que sigue cambiando, tumbando sus paredes. Ahí viene nuestro milagro, nuestro milagro, nuestro milagro, nuestro milagro. Hay mariposas, no se aguanten más, hay que crecer aparte y volver. Hacia adelante seguirás, ya son milagros, rompiendo cristalidas, hay que volar, hay que encontrar su propio futuro. Hay mariposas. No se aguanten más, hay que crecer aparte y volver Hacia adelante seguirás, ya son milagros Rompiendo crisalidas, hay que volar, hay que encontrar su propio futuro Hay mariposas, no se aguanten más Hay que crecer aparte y volver Hacia adelante seguirás, ya son milagros <sighs> Gotta say, I think I cry every time I watch this movie. All right, we're roughly 15 and a half minutes before the NPR news break at the top of the hour and the next local news update. Uh, before I play one more track from Encanto, um, which is about, uh, it, this is the uh, member of the family, Mirabelle, who does not have a gift. All of her uh, family members have magical powers um, save her her grandmother, and she's the only one who does not have a magical power. And, and this is uh, talking about waiting for a miracle to happen to her. And I just wanted to say, uh, speaking with Minerva Perez this morning, as well as Richard Witt from the Rural and Migrant Ministry, this is all in anticipation not only of the uh, Latino Film Fest of the Hamptons to start tomorrow, but Tomorrow is also the first day of Hispanic Heritage Month. So from the 15th of September through the 15th of October, celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, I don't know why it starts in the middle of the month. That's the question that I have, but that's all right. Um, I'll wait on that answer as Stephanie Beatriz waits on a miracle. I'm Jenna Volpe. Uh, this is Waiting on a Miracle from the Encanto soundtrack. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. The boss, Bruce Springsteen, Bright Eyes, The Who, and Foo Fighters on deck after Stephanie Beatriz waiting on a miracle. Upset or mad at all. Don't feel regret or sad at all. Hey, I'm still a part of the family, Madrigal, and I'm fine. I am totally fine. I will stand on the side as you shine. I'm not fine. I'm not fine.
year after Bruce Springsteen recorded There Goes My Miracle, the Western Stars record, Bright Eyes released Miracle of Life, a single, 2020, and then we'll be hopping back to 1969, Miracle Cure from the Tommy uh, double 
rock opera from The Who, Foo Fighters' Miracle from the In Your Honor record of 2005, then Matis Yahoo's Miracle from the Miracle EP of 2010. I'm Gianna Volpe. These are Bright Eyes, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, on the 88. 88- Point three section of your FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk, streaming online wherever you are at WLIW.org slash radio. October night, she'd wear his leather jacket. Oh, now she's scared of taking piss. Can't be sure she's positive. Made her an appointment, she was two months late. The car they bought broke down before they got out of state. Towed back into town, what a drag. America 
children of God. Filed this next one under nobody really cares or cool story, bro. Uh, if you uh, invited me to like your page on Facebook and I have never done so, it's because uh, it doesn't allow me to see past like four things. And I'll always say see more to see all of the, the however many uh, invitations I have. It never lets me get to that page. It just let me do it for like the first time ever. <laughs> so I am liking people's things. But if I have not liked your page, it's not because I do not like you. It's because Facebook does not like to let me uh, use that function. All right. So again, nobody cares. The Who and Foo Fighters leading you into the NPR news break. At the top of the hour, Matis Yahoo, The Score, Colton Dixon, Matt White, uh, and The Miracles. On deck after the NPR news break and the local news update, I'm Gianna Volpe. Uh, this is The Who and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome and you're listening to WLIWFM NPR Radio. Extra, extra, read all about it. The pinball wizard and the miracle cure. Extra, extra, read all about it. Extra. With Long Island local news, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. A beetle that bores into the trunks of ash trees and feeds on the inner bark has killed hundreds of the popular landscape trees in Suffolk County and is responsible for the loss of ash trees across the state. Denise Civiletti reports on RiverheadLocal.com that the emerald ash borer, a metallic green beetle, was found in New York in 2009 and first reported on Long Island in 2018. Riverhead Highway Superintendent Mike Zaleski said his department or contractors have removed over 100 dead or dying ash trees along local roads. Most recently, crews took down dead and dying ash trees along Middle Road last week. Declining in dead trees can fall apart and present a hazard to people and property, so the highway department has been removing them when they are located in the public right-of-way. It's very hard to detect early early signs 
of an emerald ash borer infestation. Dan Gilrain, an entomologist with Cornell Cooperative Extension of Suffolk County, said when you notice dieback and damage, it's usually too late to save the tree, he said. Emerald ash borer is an exotic beetle that nibbles on ash foliage but causes little damage. The larvae, the immature stage, feed on the inner bark of ash trees, disrupting the tree's ability to transport water and nutrients. And that's why it kills the tree. The beetle probably arrived in the U.S. on solid wood packing material carried on cargo ships or airplanes originating in its native Asia, according to the Information Network. It's now found in 38 states and the Canadian provinces of Ontario, Quebec, uh, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and Manitoba. Gilrain said you can see ash tree damage all around Riverhead. They're under heavy attack, he said. We'll probably lose all our ash trees. The die-off is costly to municipalities. Removing the trees is an expensive task, and the towns don't have the financial resources to replace them. In other news, pay transparency laws have been cropping up all over the country, with more than a dozen states and municipalities having passed such legislation. Now, New York will join that growing list if legislation that's already approved by the ledge gets signed by Governor Kathy Hochul. Jamie Herzlich reports on Newsday.com that among its provisions is a requirement for employers with four or more employees to disclose salary ranges in job postings in an attempt to level the playing field for applicants. Quote, this law and others like it show a proactive way for employers to help close the wage gap that also has positive effects on the recruitment process and in turn may even help with retention. That's Rob Borisma, VP of SMB at Talent.com, a global search platform. If New York's legislation becomes law, the actual compensation or range of compensation would have to be included on all advertisements for a job, promotion, or a transfer opportunity where the job in question will be performed, at least in part in New York State, according to Keith Gutstein, a co-managing partner of Kaufman, Dolowich, and Baluk. LLP in Woodbury. It also would require the posting to include a job description if it exists. Meanwhile, a similar law will take effect in New York City on November 1st. And uh, finally, Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul has enjoyed a huge cash advantage against Republican gubernatorial nominee Lee Zeldin ahead of the November 8 election, but an influx of cash has him and allies launching a counteroffensive this week focused on rising crime. Quote, you're looking at actual violent crimes caught on camera in Kathy Hochul's New York on November 8. Vote like your life depends on it. It just might. An ominous voice says in an ad airing statewide through a seven-figure ad by beginning Tuesday. Zach Williams in the New York Post reports that outside groups are aiming to provide backup to the Long Island representative as well with a pack called Save Our State, loaded with a million dollars in donations. Uh, New York State Board of Election records showing Estee Lauder heir Ronald Lauder and venture capitalist Howard Cox giving $500,000 and $250,000 each to the new group. Quote, we will be launching our first interesting ad blitz Friday morning related to congestion pricing. City Councilperson Joe Borelli, speaking on behalf of the PAC, said of the push that will kick off the with digital ads and Manhattan 
billboards this week before later pivoting to television. Another pro-Zeldin group called Stop the Insanity, meanwhile, is deploying $200,000 and community influencers in ethnic communities to help Zeldin win at least 30% of the gubernatorial vote in the five boroughs, a pivotal threshold for any Republican wanting to win statewide. Polling has shown Governor Hochul with leads ranging from single digits to more than 20 points as she attacks Congressman Zeldin as a MAGA extremist in media adverts and in person on the campaign stump. Looking at the weather in Brentwood in honor of our next guest, Richard Witt of the Rural and Migrant Ministry and the organization's Cultivating Justice Honoree event that um, I am so honored to be co-hosting with Richard tomorrow evening, looking like a sunny Wednesday with a high near 80 degrees, west wind 9 to 11 miles per hour, clear tonight with a low around 61 degrees, west wind 5 to 7 miles per hour, much calmer. Right now, it's 68 degrees, getting back to the miracle edition of The Heart. We've got Mattis Yahoo, The Score, Colton Dixon, and Matt White. Before we play The Miracles, a love she can count on and move over to the foundations, John Mayer, and maybe another one from The Boss. Definitely one from The Stones and an artist called Jay Boog and Dan Auerbach. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Mattis Yahoo. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the heart of the East End. Candles on my vehicle, eight nights Gonna shine invincible, no longer be divisible Born through the struggle, keep on moving through all this hustle Head up, head down, through all of the bustle New York City, wanna flex your muscle Look so down, look so puzzled Huddle around your fire, through all the rubble Bound to stumble and fall But my strength comes not from man at all Bound to stumble and fall But my strength comes not from man at all Chad until tomorrow, wipe away your tears and your sorrow, sunrise in the sky. Like an arrow, no need to worry, no need to cry. Light up your mind, no longer be blind. Him who searches will find. Leave your problems behind, you will shine like a fire in the sky. What's the reason we're alive? Reason we're alive. Bound to stumble and fall, but my strength comes not from man at all. Bound to stumble and fall, but my strength comes not from man at all.
sensor fingers primed and ready as we play it Miracle by the score. Wish me luck. It's a family show, don't you know? I don't know. Okay, I think I got it. <laughs> I knew there was another one coming up. You know, I kind of feel like that song was just narrating what was going on in my head while I was playing it. (laughs) The miracle is I was able to keep that one clean. Um, Probably the first and last time you'll hear me play Miracle from the Scores Atlas record of 2017. Um, You've definitely heard me play Matt White's Miracles from the Do You Believe record of 2004. I absolutely love that song. Matt White, an incredibly lovely person. It was, I feel like it was like 
several years before I put together the fact that this Matt White and the Matt White that Jay Schneiderman brought into um, our former studio around the block was the same person. Although I feel like I asked him, I don't know. Uh, this one, I don't think I've ever played for you before. It's from Colton Dixon's self-titled EP from 2020. We're on the Miracles track. We've only got two more or three, really, Miracle tracks left before we move from A Love She Can Count On to Waiting on the Shores of Nowhere from the Foundations. John Mayer's Waiting on the World to Change. Uh, might hop over Springsteen's Waiting on a Sunny Day, just because we've already played a uh, track by the boss this morning. Uh, either way, we've got the Rolling Stones Waiting on a Friend. After that, um, Richard Witt from Rural and Migrant Ministry joining me in five minutes here for the Wednesday Wisdom segment underwritten by LTV Studios. And of course, you, whoever you are out there, you're listening to the weekday morning and midnight show, playing music from all decades and genres and speaking to folks from all walks of life. You get a little bit of all things, and it's all because of you, the listener supporter of Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Oh, hey, guys, did you know Mambo Loco is actually going to be performing at noon on Sunday? Miles on the highway, every day moving so fast. They'll be at the Village Green. Never saw you coming, stopping me in my tracks, keeping me from the long way down. Doesn't matter just how many times I tried, there could only be a single reason why. So tell me. say it's magic but i know that you did all that you're the reason there's no doubt doesn't matter just how many times i try there could only be a single reason why so tell me Line, 
I love that song, and I also love that it is approaching the bottom of the ten o'clock hour on Wednesday morning, just after one o'clock. If you're listening to the replay, and that means it's time for our Wednesday wisdom segment, underwritten by LTV Studios, a perfect time to be welcoming on for the first time uh, Rural and Migrant Ministries Richard Witt, as he's going to be giving me sort of a crash course in this forty-one-year-old organization, if I'm not mistaken, ahead of tomorrow's uh, Cultivating Justice honoree event, which I am so honored to be co-hosting with you, Richard. Please tell me everything about uh, Rural and Migrant Ministry just ahead of the start of uh, Hispanic Heritage Month tomorrow. Wow. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, I get to work with one of the greatest organizations in the world, Rural and Migrant Ministry. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization uh, that was created by a number of different faith bodies and has grown to have a number of different uh, colleges and universities involved and unions and, and others that just want to make a difference in the world. Our 
primary focus is working with or standing with uh, farm workers um, across New York uh, as they uh, are the ones who are helping feed us right. and nourish us and uh, ensure that we have a strong uh, agricultural economy in yep. New York. So we do that through a whole variety of programs, and I can tell you more about that. Um, but it's just a joy to be with you. You know, I can't thank you enough for the work you do. Uh, I was shocked recently when I learned that it was only in 2019 that farm workers even began uh, receiving overtime pay of any kind. And I know there is uh, sort of work that's being done to um, bring the uh, threshold down from 60 hours to 40, like uh, like other types of work. Um, can you talk a little bit? Is, is are these some of the um, the 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 things that the rural and migrant ministry works to to uh, support and to help out with? Yes, uh, you know, twenty some years ago, a group of farm workers were invited up to Albany to testify about working living conditions, and it was there that they discovered that they were excluded under New York's labor law for many basic rights, like the right to a day of rest, or as you mentioned, overtime pay, or protection when bargaining collectively. And they discovered that these rights were afforded uh, almost everybody else in New York, um, going back to the 1930s and the New Deal, but that New Deal excluded farm workers. And when they raised questions about it, you know, an a very powerful senator said, look, the senator doesn't really care about you because you have no political voice. And that's when they turned to us at Rural Migrant Ministry and said, would you stand with us? Would you add your voice, uh, the voice of the people in the congregations and the unions, what have you, to our voice so that our voice can be heard? And thus began a 20-year campaign to get uh, those equal rights, which, as you mentioned, finally happened in 2019, save for uh, the overtime pay. And what the new law did was said that farm workers would be entitled to overtime pay after working 60 hours a week. Um, and what's happened since then has been an effort to get uh, the 60 hours down to 40 hours, the same as everybody else. And uh, this past week, uh, a wage board set up by uh, the Labor Department in New York State um, put in the motion that uh, we would eventually get over the next 10 years from 60 to 40. And right now, the Commissioner of Labor is reviewing that and uh, will reach a decision in October. So there's a lot of energy out there across the state, uh, both in support of and against going from 60 to 40. So it's a pathway, certainly uh, and 10 years is not a short amount of time, but it, but it is something. You know, you mentioned collective bargaining. Uh, does that, is the farm workers uh, cooperative that ha has been formed are they sort of a uh, a bargaining group? Can you can you tell me a little bit about what the cooperative does? Sure. Um, through Rural Migrant Ministry, we've helped a group of uh, farm workers on the North Fork uh, of Suffolk County create their own 
flower cooperative, although they're expanding beyond flowers, um, as a way of uh, supporting their efforts to um, create their own business, to live in community, well, or to work in community, um, and uh, to create some economic pathways. That goes hand-in-hand with our work with a couple of the unions that have been organizing uh, here uh, in Suffolk County with farm workers to create their own farm worker unions. And uh, there are now three of them uh, that have been created. So RMM, Rural Migrant Ministry, uh, is going down two different pathways in our efforts to help farm workers have greater control over their lives. So we're excited to be joining you tomorrow evening in Brentwood uh, for the Cultivating Justice event. Uh, Can you talk about the importance of this event, especially uh, since it does support Long Island Farm Worker Cooperative and Voices of Long Island Youth? Yeah, um, and, and thanks for mentioning the youth because our greatest energy One of our greatest pride is standing with young people in our communities, and they've created their own uh, organization, Voices of Long Island Youth, or VOLI, and they are using podcasts, so they're following in your shoes, um, to uh, get their voices heard about issues that they're concerned about. So uh, that's another approach of ours. The dinner is an opportunity to bring all the different people involved in rural migrant ministry, the workers, the youth, our allies uh, together and celebrate uh, the work that we're doing, celebrate one another. Um, And to truth be told, it's also a fundraiser so that we can raise funds to support our programs. So anyone out there who would like to join us tomorrow, Rural Migrant Ministry dot org, I believe, is the website Richard Witt, uh, so grateful to have you on the program, hoping to have you back again soon. And of course, uh, to coordinate, to have some of the youth on with us as well to talk about the issues they care about. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Richard Witt. Um, These are the miracles. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you just heard the Wednesday Wisdom segment underwritten by LTV Studios right here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Remember what made it come to me I remember what made it yeah. come
From the Miracles to the Foundations, John Mayer, The Stones, and Jay Boog before Dan Auerbach here on the Heart of the East End on WLIWFM. My daddy told me when I grew up I would find a girl someday But to now she still ain't shown up Will she ever come my way? I've been pretending all the summer long There will be a happy ending when she comes along
What your heart was for So you gave yourself to folks that just don't care And you can find those people everywhere But I hold my breath till you tear on the wall It's like I'm waiting for the rain to fall Me without you just feels insane Can't do without you I keep pushing for what it was before Before you hopped up and changed, no Memories just floats my brain How we used to chill and laugh I thought we were on a spiritual path, yeah No more late night talks or rendezvous No, it's like an unbearable pain when I don't see you No, so damn bad for me Still you me one fit cling to yeah. And right now, I don't know what to do Well, oh well, you're waiting for the rain to fall and Needed help but you wouldn't call And you never really been in love before Never realized what your heart was for So you gave yourself to folks that just don't care And you can find those people everywhere But I hold my breath till you tear on the wall It's like I'm waiting for the rain to fall What your heart was for So you gave yourself to folks That just don't care And you can find those people everywhere But I hold my breath Till you tear down the wall It's like I'm waiting for the rain to fall Seven and a half minutes For the NPR news break At the top of the hour And the end of this edition of The Heart Waiting on 11 o'clock to come. We've got uh, Maddie and Tay waiting on a plane and Chris Jansen's waiting on five. But first, Dan Auerbach's waiting on a song, the title track of his 2017 record. A deep bow to both of our guests this morning coming on just ahead of the start of uh, National Hispanic Heritage Month starting tomorrow. And our guests this morning were Minerva Perez of Olav Eastern Long Island again the 19th annual Latino Film Fest of the Hamptons kicks off tomorrow, and you can find out more information at Ola of Eastern Long Island.org, as well as Richard Witt of the Rural and Migrant Ministry ahead of their uh, Cultivating Justice uh, Honoree Dinner tomorrow night, RuralMigrantMinistry.org for more information about that. Of course, our underwriters, Robert James Salon and LTV Studios, and you, 
the listener supporter of Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. We've got a very special in conversation series going on this week. For more information about that, of course, you can stay tuned right here uh, and also check out the schedule at WLIW.org slash radio. Tucking Maddie and Tay in our back pocket. We don't have time for it. I've been thinking, I've been humming, I've been picking and I've been strumming, just waiting, waiting on a stone. I've been kitchen, I've been thumbing, I can almost hear one coming. If you're waiting on uh, the Waiting on a Plane track by Maddie and Tay, you're going to be waiting quite a bit. We just don't have time for it this morning. We're going to lead you into the NPR news break with Chris Jansen's Waiting on Five for uh, from the Real Friends record of 2019. And if you were waiting on the Thoughtful Thursday segment, the weekly book talk that we do here on The Heart Thursday morning, don't worry uh, when you hear a an all-music edition of the show tomorrow we're going to have author Amy Turner on Friday morning at 9.25, sharing a bit about her book ahead of a signing at Canio's on uh, the 16th. So just in two days. Oh, so it'll be the same morning. Just later that day on Friday the 16th, um, as well as Paolo Bartoloni, I believe, 
um, is going to be talking about, um, is it Rites of Spring? Remember when I called it Rites of Summer because it was the summer? Yeah, that's why I'm getting confused. The Rites of Spring and the next event they're going to be holding. Um, I'm Gianna Volpe. As always, an absolute honor, privilege, and pleasure to be with you right here in the WLIWFM studio, Monday through Friday, 9 to 11. Of course, the show replays at midnight, or you can find all the archived editions and playlists on WLIW.org slash radio. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Hit it. Sit on the bench, waiting on five to start on six. Out in the sun or in the AC, two hours left when the hands hit three. If you're wanting overtime, I'm sorry I'm sick. Waiting on five to start on six. Everybody watching that tick tock tick. The slower it goes, the closer it gets. We'll be cracking it, popping it, giving it a twist. Friday rolls around. I'm-